Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 3 of Gorilla Speaks. It has been a minute since the last episode, so like I said, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Tonight I want to share with you something, an experience that I had that was very profound, that kind of opened my eyes to a truth that God had for me, that I had been avoiding, I guess you could say. God has called me to live out my faith in a very real and tangible way in my life. Uh, It's plainly obvious that there's very little difference between the modern Western church and the secular world. I believe God is wanting us to do something about that. We don't have the calling to go sit in pews every Sunday morning uh, and then live like the rest of the world every other day of the week, right? Jesus isn't the God of Sunday. He's the God of all creation, the creator of all things. Um, But his church, not all of it, not everybody, clearly, but in large part his church has become so watered down that a lot of people are being misled and that's a shame it really is because there's so much good there's so much amazing truth to be unveiled there's so many amazing experiences to be had there's the the most powerful, loving, real relationship available to all of us. But so many of us forego that beautiful relationship for the temptations of the world. They don't live out their faith. They profess one thing and do another. And that's not what Christians are supposed to be like. We are called to be holy, set apart, to be pure, to walk like Jesus walked, to be holy as he is holy. That's what we're called to. We're called to be persecuted for being like him, for loving him. That's what we're called to, but people are afraid of that, right? People have more fear of other people than they do of God, and that's twisted. That's not what it's supposed to be like. So I want to share with you an experience that it was, it was just amazing. So, like I said, God's called me to live out my faith in a very real way. He's been talking to me, telling me things about people that I, that I shouldn't really know. These are called words of knowledge, I think you could call them. Um, he's been speaking to me and, and letting me know, and I, I've said these things to people, and they are astounded that I know this thing and I'm astounded that I know this thing you know what I mean one example is from tonight I was at the gym and I had I'd been feeling that God wanted me to talk to someone in the gym Um, somebody needed to hear about Jesus tonight I didn't know who I didn't know how and to be honest I was a little uh, uh, anxious I was a little anxious a little nervous I mean 
it's like, even though I hold God's word in much higher esteem than the opinions of others, there's still that little tinge of anxiety that was there that I had to overcome. And I did. I did what God wanted me to do, regardless of the feeling. And as a result of that, I, my faith has been so bolstered and built up and I just, God is so good. Um, I'm, I'm in awe of him. I'd been talking about him or I'd been talking to an employee at the gym and God gave me a word that this is who I need to open up the conversation with about Jesus. Um, I didn't know how, I didn't know, I just didn't know how to begin the conversation. And then God gave me something from him that I could relate to. And this guy brought up his issues with anxiety and I just smiled because I was like, thank you God. (laughs) Exactly when I needed an opening, there was one. And I could relate with him on that because most of my life was spent just tortured by extreme anxiety and the fear brought on from that and it's not fun and I said to this guy I said man I completely understand what you're going through Uh, the last few years has been a lot better for me do you want to know how I overcame my anxiety and he looked up he said yeah of course I pointed at my shirt which had the name has the name Jesus on it and he smiled and I said I'm not joking Jesus is the way that I overcame my anxiety ever since I found him or he found me um, it's been a different story for me my anxiety is now a thing of the past for the most part sometimes it creeps back up but overall it's not an issue and I think it's kind of funny that The devil used anxiety to try to stop me from talking about it when anxiety ended up being the opening by which I could talk to this man about Jesus. So me and him just talked for a few minutes and I laid out an offer. I said, man, there are reasons why I believe what I believe and I know you're at work right now, but I'm more than happy to have those conversations or that conversation anytime you want. You just send me a message and we can set something up and we can talk about it. I'd also told him a little bit about free will and why there is evil in this fallen world. He shared a story about his grandfather dying of cancer when he was eight years old and he prayed for God to save his grandfather's life and to not let him die of cancer. But the next morning, his grandfather was gone. He told me that ever since then, he just was apathetic toward God and religion in general. So we ended up going our separate ways and I went to begin working out. During my workout, I was listening to Todd White preach. Um, and through that, uh, God was just, he was just ministering to me and he was putting these 
words on my heart about this man that I've been talking to. And he was urging me forward to go talk to him again. And after 20 or 30 minutes, I got a word that he had no passion. He was lacking a passion. And that if he would seek God, then God would show himself. He would answer him. And he would be this man's passion. And God told me that this man had a lot of potential. And that if he would just look for Jesus, Jesus would be there for him. So, I went back over there to talk to him. I had no other option. In my heart, I knew it. I knew that this is what God wanted me to do. So I walked to where this man was, and I talked to him. I said, hey man, I don't mean to bother you if you're busy, um, but I just felt like God wanted me to tell you something. And he said, okay, sure. And I began to talk to him, to tell him exactly what God had told me. And he said, yeah, man, you're you're 100% correct. I'm, I don't have that. I'm, I'm kind of lost. And he went on to tell me that the entire time since our conversation, you know, maybe a half hour before that, he'd been thinking about what we had talked about. He'd been thinking about God and his apathy toward God and what he was going to do with his life and where his passion lied and that was the kicker he said as soon as i walked over there the last thing he had been thinking about was his lack of passion i said man god is good that's amazing that's how he works isn't it he works in such a way as to tell me what you're struggling with so that i could come over here and minister to you about that i told him man jesus loves you and he wants you to know that if you seek him, you will find him, and he will be your passion. You're not going to find what you're looking for in any of any in, in this job or any other job. Sure, you need a job to pay the bills, I get it, but that's not where you're going to find the purpose of your life. So we're talking for a little while. Um, I think this conversation ended up being about an hour long, uh, our second conversation. A couple came up and they had purchased some something from the little merchandise area behind the counter and their card wasn't working for whatever reason they had low I believe that one of them said they must not have had the funds in their bank account in their bank account so I knew God was giving me another opportunity to minister to him to this man that I've been talking to so I said hey guys I, I got it I'll pay for it seven bucks no big deal I cover I'll, I'll cover it you're, you're good to go and this man I've been talking to just got a huge smile on his face and I felt in my heart like he's never seen Christians live how Christians are supposed to live he's never seen Christians be giving and be open and show love like Christ loved he's never had somebody come up and say Jesus loves you. He's never had somebody randomly pay for somebody else's things without asking for anything in return. And none of this is, <clears throat> none of this should reflect upon 
my character. This is Jesus. I'm just doing what Jesus told me to do. And, and, and I'm so, so, so happy that he allowed me to be in a place where I could hear him. For the longest time, through my own pride and stubbornness and refusal to open up my heart to him, I couldn't hear him. And even when I could hear him, I just didn't listen because, well, one reason among many was my fear of what others would think of me. That's out the window now. There is... <laughs> there is nothing that's going to stop me. <laughs> um, God has made it very clear what he wants for me. And he is such an amazing and good God. And he's just constantly here and it's it's unreal how amazing his presence is ultimately we ended up talking for a good little while like I said um, two of my co-workers came in and uh, I got to talk to this man about uh, who he's looking for a new job uh, that pays better. He's got a baby on the way and he needs to you know, make more than he makes working at the gym. Um, so, we all, we got to talk to him about possibly uh, applying for, at the police department. And I don't know, it's just it was just such an amazing experience and it may sound less it may sound like less than it was. I honestly don't know how you guys are going to receive this, but um, the gist of the story is that I expected, God expected something from me, and I expected something from God. And I, as to the best of my ability, fulfilled what God expected of me, and He fulfilled my expectations as well. He was there. He was, he was there. He's here now. He was in my words. He was, it was just, it's, I, I can't explain it. I can't put it into words. It's like, how do you say that the creator of everything, you know, lives inside of you and uses you to speak what he needs to speak to others? You know what I mean? How do you adequately describe that the Holy Spirit is here and present in a very real way? It just seems like an increasingly difficult thing to do in uh, modernity. Anyway, this is something I'm never going to forget. And while it's not the first outstanding thing I've ever witnessed. It's not the first um, miracle. I've witnessed amazing miracles. Um, and this guy didn't. It wasn't even that he came to Jesus and he didn't, he didn't give his life to Jesus in that moment. But the door is open and when I needed God to answer, he did. And when God needed me to answer, I did. And wow, what what 
truer Christianity is there than living in such a relationship with God that when he speaks, you listen and act. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I am in awe. And I hope that you guys listening to this, that this hits you. I hope it hits you like it's hitting me. God is calling his church to not sit in the pews on Sunday and judge the world from behind their stained glass windows. He's calling us to go and minister to the people who are not coming. They don't want to be in church. Don't I mean, Christians are inviting people to come to church and listen to the pastor when they are the church. You are the church. If you're a Christian, you are the church. I am the church. Why are we inviting people to a building to hear someone else talk when that person needs Jesus in this moment? You know what I mean? They need to see that Christianity is more than just offering plates and platitudes. You you know what I mean? It's more than that. It's the love of Christ here, now, in this moment, and in that moment, and wherever that person needs Christ's love, that's where it needs to be. And we are the body of Christ. We are the ones who Christ will work through, who deliver his love, who deliver his healing, his peace. But if we don't go out there and we don't listen when he says to go, who will? Who will? People, don't be afraid of what people think of you. You could say, uh, I, I can't go talk to them about Jesus because what if, what if they judge me? What if they laugh at me? Yeah, but what if these people spend eternity away from God because you didn't go talk to them? You know what I mean? It's The stakes are very real. And we shouldn't let something as trivial as the opinions of other humans trump what God has said to us. We shouldn't let it trump that God has accepted us, that he's made us holy and pure and set apart, and that he's given us a commission, and that it should never trump. It should never trump God. It should never trump Jesus Christ, the creator of all things should not trump the very presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it should never be considered when we're talking about someone's eternal destiny. That's all I have for tonight, guys. I will be speaking more about this topic on this podcast. I never thought I'd be talking about my faith here, but it seems that this is exactly what God wants me to do. And if it hasn't been made clear <laughs> at this point, um, that's all I'm going to do to the best of my ability for the rest of my life is exactly what God wants me to do. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I'm glad. I hope you did. I hope that this message hit you and I hope that God is ministering to you. You you really take this to heart that that what other people say or think is nothing compared to what God has already done for you. 
done for me and, and for everybody. And we are the light of the world. We have to be there when God tells us to be there. When Jesus calls us to talk to someone or calls us to pray for someone. When the Holy Spirit urges us to act in the moment, we've got to do it. Because now we're talking about someone's, not only their life and the quality of it and the ability of them to have relationship with God, but also their eternal fate. Let's never forget that. These are not low stakes. That's it for tonight, everybody. Uh, I pray God blesses each of you. And I'll see you in episode four. Thank you.